Brandon Brands. Hey everyone, today we're talking to LinkedIn coach Judy Fox from judyfox.com about how to accelerate your business with LinkedIn. Check it out. In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach, and I believe that building brands that matter is the only way for a business to thrive tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in each week. Today is an interview show. It is Mondays. Mondays we do interviews with experts in their field, giving you that marketing and branding advice you are looking for to take your business to that next level. So thanks for tuning in. For those of you that are visiting for the first time, Make sure to go to brandonbrands.com to get connected and find all the links you need to find how to get a hold of me, how to join my communities, how to get on the email list, all those things. And if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure to do that so you get notified each week when new episodes are released. And one more announcement, just letting you guys know that if you are looking for some coaching, you want to work with someone one-on-one on launching your podcast and our interested in growing your influence and authority through personal branding. I love podcasting to do that. I can help you with that. And let's talk about it. You can go to brandonbrands.com forward slash apply to become one of the 10 students that I'll be working with on their podcast launches. That's brandonbrands.com forward slash apply. Check it out. With no further ado, let's jump into today. Today, we're talking about LinkedIn. It's one of these topics I've been happy to bring a few different creators and influencers on the show to talk to you about because it is one of the few things that is a really big game changer right now in marketing and media and personal branding. There are, you know, besides LinkedIn is is one of them, TikTok people are talking about, podcasting is obviously something that's, that's huge. These are things that are growing that you still have the opportunity to get in early on. And I want to make sure you guys have those opportunities. So LinkedIn is today's topic. And our guest is the Judy Fox. So Judy, Judy Fox, also known as Fox Rocks. Judy is a creator on LinkedIn and she coaches people on how to use it. And right now she's got about 26,000, over 26,000 followers on LinkedIn. Of course, she creates articles. She puts out posts and videos and she interacts and engages with other people on, on the platform. And the surprising thing is she just started. She just got going in 2018, right? This is a place where I should say she started focusing in 2018. Obviously, we've all been on LinkedIn for a long time, but you know, actually focused on being a creator in 2018, launched her LinkedIn Business Accelerator program, went on to gain over 3 million views in 2018 on her content, averaged about 600 likes and comments on her posts, achieved a range of 50,000 to 500,000 content views per month grew her following from just a couple thousand to what it is now, which I told you is over 26,000. And all that process, she's reverse engineered and she's teaching people how to do that with her accelerator program. She's out there speaking on stages. She's been featured in Inc. She's spoken at Video Marketing World, Social Media Week Lima, Vid Summit, and is 
active in this space and is helping people with her knowledge learn how to leverage LinkedIn, not only to just create content, but actually to drive sales for their business. And that's what I want you guys to listen to today. It wasn't just like the theoretical stuff. We got tactic by tactic, really deep we dove into what the things you can be doing right now to update your profile, which I saved for last, but how to create content, how to engage, how to become active and really grow your awareness and the awareness around your business using this platform. You guys have to check it out. I learned so much. I'm going to be rewinding this episode to pick up some of those nuggets that were dropped along the way. So I hope you guys check it out. Judy Fox bringing it to us. Enjoy. Let me know what you guys think. And as always, thanks for tuning in each week. I appreciate you guys and enjoy the show. Brandon Brands. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome again to the show. I'm excited for our guest today. And as you've heard from the introduction, she's a LinkedIn coach. She also coaches on business and sales and video creation. And a strategist after my own heart, something I've been in my whole advertising career. So these, these are my people that I'm talking to that I'm bringing to you guys today. But today we're talking about LinkedIn, which is a hot topic, something everyone is like trying to figure out, well, should I be doing more? What do I do now? So let's all welcome all of you imaginary listeners out there. Judy Fox to the show. Judy, thank you for being here. Yay. Thank you. I can hear the crowd roaring. <laughs> They're roaring out there. They are. They're cheering in their cars at yes. the gym. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the being here. The excitement for, for LinkedIn is real, guys. It is. It <laughs> is. Like, don't don't break your your uh, your suit trying to to, to cheer too hard. <laughs> yeah. The, the, well, the reason I'm excited about this topic, especially, and why the past few guests I've had Goldie Chan on, who's talked about LinkedIn, Brian Schumann, who you're, you've you've met, yes. you know, you know, friends in this space. But the reason that I'm excited to get these kinds of guests on, and you specifically, is that there's this tool out there that no one is like using. It, it's, it's just sitting there dormant for so many people. And these days, this is uh, something that could be really helpful to a lot of people out there. So I'd like to hear a little bit more about like what's happening with you right now on LinkedIn. Like what are you doing like today that is like how you use it? Now, I, I don't want to get into the detailed hard tactics. We're going to get into some of that stuff, but just like what do you generally do in a given day on LinkedIn? The main thing that I do on a given day on LinkedIn is to comment. I think that's not thinking about yourself. In the way, in, a, in the end result, it is. But in the moment of commenting, and I mean high value, high quality comments, you are actually increasing your social capital by showing up in the comments on LinkedIn. And what I love is that's not the same as anywhere else. Mm-hmm. The idea that your comment a is it matters. B it creates a relationship, but C that like it actually helps LinkedIn then show that interaction to other people's feeds. Yes, and totally it's more likely to show your content to the people you're engaged with. So if you're engaging in the direct messages, if you're engaging in the comments back and forth, if you're having conversations on LinkedIn, the next time you make a piece of content, LinkedIn knows who to show it to. Yeah, And that's really powerful because right now, a lot of people don't think from that perspective first and they think, hey, I need to get on LinkedIn and create content. But the first thing that I tell everyone that comes to me is the way we're going to learn what people want you to talk about, what your ideal client is already talking about 
go out and live in their current content. Go out and give them love in their content and their comments. Find some of your ideal clients. Find some past clients. Find past relationships and employees that you've worked with, you know, colleagues. Because when you find those people, they can sometimes be your biggest cheerleaders and advocates. And they're not necessarily people who will ever buy from you, but they may recommend you. And that platform is built for recommendations and referrals. What I like about what I'm hearing is that there's a thoughtfulness to it. In other words, if I hear, oh, okay, I should just start engaging. Number one, that's, that's less intimidating than creating content. But what I'm hearing is that's maybe different what people think is don't just scroll through your feed and engage there. Be deliberate about who. Yeah, I, I help my clients create lists of their top tens, maybe their top 10, maybe movers and shakers in their industry. So go out and do a Forbes or Inc or CNN or any news article and news source and search for some of the shout outs that are in the, uh, in the industry that you're in. So if say you're in healthcare, maybe you're going to find the most 10 innovative startups in healthcare last year. And out of those, you're going to find the founders because most of the time they highlight the founders or you can figure out pretty quickly who are these founders of some of these startups. And then you go out and you find them on LinkedIn and you see if they're creating content. I feel like too many people go the opposite direction and they look in the search on LinkedIn to try to find who these founders and startups that can sometimes work, but sometimes you just want to find out who's already being highlighted in the news and go find them that way. And then those people, if they're creating content, go give them likes and comments to go support them, especially if you are somebody who serves that industry. Well, and what's interesting is a lot of times they make it easy for you, right? They'll ask a question in the post and you can answer Mm -hmm. the question. When they don't do that, it takes a little bit of thoughtfulness to come up with the post, right? Because I'm assuming you're not saying just go say, enjoyed the article or whatever Correct. it is. I'm definitely saying high quality comments. <laughs> yeah. So what, what would make that up? Like, What would you do when you're looking at a comment that it isn't, they haven't done the work to provoke you to come up with something? How do you go about thinking about what you're going to say? I try not to force it. So I agree. Trying to just say great post. If it's not real or authentic, it's very similar to somebody giving you feedback and they're just, you can just tell it's kind of like, it's just not hitting the mark. And so you don't want to be one of those people, but you definitely can maybe sometimes go over and read their profile, check out something they've said. Maybe there's something you can tie in. Or what I also sometimes do is check out some of their past comments that they've made around the platform. Sometimes I'll check out a past post, but I try not to because I am thinking also about my audience and they are watching my likes and comments. So I have started to become more intentional over a period of time to say, huh, what I like and comment on does have to be high quality because people are watching that and it should be. And I've noticed not to be too sarcastic because I love sarcasm, (laughs) but in the comments, in the middle of a news feed, somebody's going to take that out of context. And that's why I've noticed that you've just got to stay on topic and as much as possible, tie in something that you can say you know, this really talks about and promotes the thing you just mentioned in your profile, which was X, Y, Z, really, really like that you talk on this subject. If you can't come up with anything, that's kind of a good comment. Yeah, I I like that. Because I'll tell you the the reality of my evolution of of how I interact with people went like this. It went something like this. First, it was like, like, (laughs) yeah. And and then it was, (laughs) thanks. 
great post, right? That's part mm-hmm. two. Part three was something more like, uh, suddenly I turned into like this weird pontificator that was like <laughs> trying to add my own version of advice on top of their advice or whatever it was, which, you know, just makes me sound terrible. Uh, you know, like very egotistical. So I, what I think it transitioned into was kind of like a, you know, what did I, what stood out to me? And mm-hmm. it's anything that stood out that just resonated. I say that this resonated with me. Like this is something that, that stands out to me. It's important in my life. And if I have a story that relates to it, I might share it. Like this resonates because, and there's something there that's like, if you actually think about like, what is it that, why do you even care about what they're saying? And if you, if you don't, then maybe don't force it to your point. Yes. Try not to force it because we can all see when comments are just forced. At a minimum, what I tell people, if you are, especially because sometimes I will get very, you know, great post and that's okay. I, I, sh- I want to honor each positive comment coming into my content. And so I turn around and I will say, thank you. I appreciate that. And then I make sure to tag them. And the reason why I do that I tag every single person back because to me, that's the conversation and I'm honoring their name. I'm honoring, to me, that's more powerful than just saying thank you. At a minimum, say thank you and then tag them because we all want to hear our name. Our name is the thing that we hear 30,000 times a day or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's our identity. And so to honor their identity and their comment is very powerful. I completely agree, Judy Fox. And yes. <laughs> I think there's something about hearing our names, which is why I probably titled my my podcast to have a piece of my name in it over and over and yes. over again. You know, there's something about it. We just like it. And it's if they haven't been listening, in the first couple minutes, we've already, I think, changed some perspectives here on how to LinkedIn, right? Like, don't thought, think about creating content first. Think about engaging first. Do it with purpose. Create a list of people. And when you're doing it, think about what you're actually writing, how to like write something that's intentional and purposeful and use their name in it. I mean, if nothing else, like you just drop the mic, we're done. Like this, <laughs> this is helpful. Well, the next thing, the very next thing is to take screenshots or copy and paste. However, you can track your own comments because the comments can get lost. Like, you know, your all activity is just packed if you're making tons of comments. And then those can turn into your LinkedIn posts. I've probably got a backlog of LinkedIn posts just based on comments I have left around the platform. Literally not something I've never even thought about. Like I've, I've gone as far as, you know, taking pictures of com- like feedback I've gotten on my podcast and posting as Instagram pics because I've seen other people do that. Didn't even occur to me that as something to do. And that makes sense. Like if you're taking the time to write a thoughtful Yeah, because so that's the reason for doing it this way because most of the time, People will come out of the vacuum of, hey, I've been posting on Facebook. I've been posting on Instagram. I'm posting on YouTube. I'm posting on Twitter. And now you want me to post on LinkedIn. And I'm like, it's just continuing the conversation. So if you are giving a high value comment, take that, re-graft it a little bit because we don't really need to know thank you anymore to the person who originally made that post. You don't even have to Unless for some reason you're really pulling in something, you don't really need to tag that person back that wrote the original post unless for some reason it makes sense. But if you have your own independent thought and comment that goes beyond even the comment you just made, go for it. Because that's the whole point about literally every single thing that we talk about. Nobody's ever talked about it. I mean, 
somebody's talked about it before. You're not the first person, <laughs> but you will put your spin, your story, your voice, your pattern of speaking to it. So, yeah. We're going to dive into actually the lessons on how to do, how to think about creating content if you're heading down that road mm-hmm. and some of the, the ideas on what you can be doing with your profile and things like that. Cause these are things that Judy talks about all the time and you guys will benefit from this. But I want to take a step back, dive a little bit into how I know you and what like kind of what's been going on in that world. So I came across Judy through a mutual creator on LinkedIn. His name is Brian Schulman. He was at Vid Summit. I think there was an after party. He went live for like four hours straight. Yes. And <laughs> he goes person, live. <laughs> he does. I love Brian. He was a guest of the show. And yes. what was funny is what you see in the background is Judy walking around and she <laughs> pops out because she has these ears. She's wearing these like fox ears. Because her, her last name is I Fox, get and them now. it's her thing. Oh, it's okay. It's not on video. We'll do a, we'll do a cameo a little bit later. Okay. With the ears. That's the plan. But uh, if she doesn't sound like herself, it's because she's not wearing the ears. It's you know, if there's something off <laughs> that you figured out what it was. But so she's in the she's she, I'm like, I know her, and it, I didn't know her, know her, but I've seen her around enough, like creating content, that I was like, she's recognizable, and. I said to Brian, this is the weirdest way to connect on LinkedIn, but he's hosting a live video on LinkedIn. And I say to him in the comments, can you say hi to Judy for me and ask her to be on my podcast? <laughs> and <laughs> whether he followed through or not, you know, isn't the point, but at very well, least- we I- ended up in a, a group chat and we've been talking and yes, there's a lot of people who are creators who are all connecting each other. And that's the power of it. Not thinking- oh, we've got our own space and we're the only people talking. Nobody, none of this is new. Nothing we're talking about is new. It's just, you're a unique person and I'm a unique person and we have our own just personalities that we bring to things. And I think there's something to be said that if you're thinking about too much about like, how do I engage and create interest on LinkedIn? It's not that. The point is, there is a community piece of it that most people are missing. The reason you engage with these people and the reason that you start relationships is that it starts to become a community, a community of people that will interact with your content and that you, whether you do business with them or not, or you collaborate like we're doing right now, that there's something in this relationship that is the value that LinkedIn create that's not the same as everywhere else right now. So I'm excited to have met you through that weird kind of strange connection. (laughs) And I'm so happy for my fox ears because that's what it comes down to sometimes is being recognizable and not being afraid to stand out in your unique way, whatever way that is. Yeah. So I want to hear a little bit about like what got you into LinkedIn? Because as we're talking about, this is not what people are thinking about. This isn't the normal place you would think to create content, to become known for something, to build community. Why LinkedIn for you? Where did that, like, how did that start? Maybe it didn't start as an idea like, you know, like, oh, I need to do LinkedIn. But how did it start for you and and why? It started back in the 2008-2009 crisis when I lost my job. And that was not the time to not have a job. (laughs) But a lot of people were, um, you know, dealing with the recession. And I looked out on the internet, looked at the websites like Indeed and job searching. And I was saying to myself, that's not the way I'm going to get a job. There's no way I'm going to apply into these black holes of resume, resume black holeness. (laughs) And I also, because I'd worked already in corporate up to that point for 10 years, I knew how it worked to the point that I was like, 
you have to get on the desk of the decision makers, either directly or through a referral or through somebody knowing you, or it's going to be your resume and your being thought of before the job is even open. (laughs) So I was leaning into networking really hard. I crafted a kind of, I lost my job email that I sent out to a ton of my connections, but all because of LinkedIn and I had their emails. They were past colleagues. And I said, hey, you may not have a job. You may not know of one. But if you hear of something, keep your eyes and ears open or just glad to say hello again because I have we haven't talked in a long time. And that opened up tons of conversations, tons of opportunities, tons of... And then that's how I found a job. And so I started leaning into teaching and coaching other people how to do that, especially during that recession. I just have a folder behind me that I still have that lists everybody I helped. It was about, I think, 30 people that I just was like, oh, this is something I'm doing on the side. Now that I have my full-time job, I left my website up and I left my LinkedIn still saying that 11 years ago, and it still says it, I did something called resume remodeling. And that's what I called it. (laughs) Yeah. And then it grew into okay, well, now I have this website and it was still generating traffic. I still always loved blogging or sharing my voice. I was really passionate about this online world of how to grow a business online. So in my spare time, I would either take on contracts, work on websites, level up by taking online courses. I was just always fascinated by the online business world. So you started to invest in your personal development a little bit, a lot of the reading, like a lot yeah. of us do that. Like now it's like pop read, podcasts, listening and reading blogs. And that was, that was all happening for you. Was there a light bulb moment when this is happening where you're like something that you were reading stuck or you just started to, people started to ask you like, how are you doing this stuff? Like what was starting to change in your world? I think the major thing that changed in my world was it kind of was maybe the opposite where I felt like. I couldn't identify with what I was seeing in the corporate world anymore. And I had always been happy there. And I'd always loved that environment. And I was really struggling with a particular kind of, there was a lot of fear-based management in one of the companies that I ended up working for at during that period of time. And it's not like right when I got back from the recession or anything, but I do feel like things had changed after that crisis. It definitely felt like as employees, you have more to do, less resources, and less money. (laughs) So it was not the same environment. I felt like I couldn't find that family again that felt like a community of people because work really is and can be an incredible community of people. And I ended up finding it more on LinkedIn. It's like I found my LinkedIn coworkers of the world that, that are so upbeat, so positive, so encouraging. And that's really all that we we talk about. Why do we end up working for certain bosses or mentors or have these people in our lives? It's because they care about us as a human being and I care about them. And when you start losing that disconnect at a job or at a particular type of culture that's happening in a certain company can really hurt. It can hurt the ability to even want to go into the office every day. And that fear-based management culture honestly pushed me out because I basically said, I cannot ask for permission to be myself anymore. Yeah. And that's huge. And there was two things that you mentioned in there that were very similar, I think, to my journey in that you mentioned finding like this community of people, Mm -hmm. you know, and 
like I, I had a corporate job for a very long time at ad agencies and like, I love my team. I had great people around me, but what I didn't feel like I had was a voice. Like I didn't have a reputation beyond my resume and like getting out on my own, having to start to develop that. I actually then discovered that I didn't have a community outside of that. Like if I changed jobs, I had to start all over building, you know, like a group of people or friends or yeah. whatever that were trying to do what I was doing. So I love that you brought these two things into it, this idea of, of building a community that knows like what you're going through and that are your friends, but also this idea of finding a voice. I'd like to talk about that a little bit. Like you obviously, when you're coming from corporate, you don't have something that you're like, oh, I've been you know, speaking on stages and doing this all the time. Like how did you, how was that process for you in terms of figuring out like what you like to talk about and that whole thing? I think because I had been blogging and I had created some YouTube videos early on. So, and I joined Toastmasters and I had some desire to be out there public speaking and those types of things. I had kind of stretched that kind of rubber band inside of me, that like a uh, skill set. <laughs> And I'd always had a passion for it, but I never put all the pieces together until I left that job and felt kind of like a backlog of all the things that I would have said or could have said for the past like four or five years. Like it was a backlog of shutting down my voice. And I very specifically shut it down. Like I shut down all my blogging, all of my I made zero for four years, zero posts online whatsoever, zero. So yeah, no content anywhere. You cannot find my name on wow. anything. No comments, no posts, no likes, no nothing for four years. Yeah. I've never thought about it like that, like having a backlog like stuck in you. And I feel like I didn't talk for 17 years. So oh, when wow. I started, it just, I didn't, I couldn't stop. I was like, yes. I, I just, I got to do something every day, like <laughs> put it out there. And it's, it's just a matter of, like you just said, it's like a, it's like a dam rushing forward. Like it just was holding back all of me. And I think because I was trying to fit myself in a particular box, in a particular company, in a particular frame of mind, because I wanted to quote unquote, be a team player or be a part of that culture and that organization, but I just freaking couldn't do it. And I did it for a long time, long enough longer than other people maybe, but there's always something positive that's happening. And the positive was there really were good people I was working with. There was just certain things that I just finally, I was like, let me out <laughs> like an uncaged bird. And then my next job was business development. And I was then like, Hey, I'm going to get on LinkedIn. And I literally, I, I remember my first video on LinkedIn because I kind of came up out of those four years of being silent on every other platform, but never silent in the DMs and connecting. I was always doing the connecting and DMs on LinkedIn, but I was not just, I was just not making comments and content. So finally, when I kind of stuck my head up, it was March of 2018. I looked around and I was like, there's video on this platform. I can make a quick video and just upload it like right there, right here and now there's a button. <laughs> so I just was like, okay, I'm going to make a video and the rest is history. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, the courage to create a video, number one is, is, is awesome. <laughs> and I feel like our timelines are very similar in, in some of this stuff, which is like, I'm feeling like a kindred spirit here. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk about the, that content creation part of it, right? So for the people who are trying to figure out how to get started and actually, you know, moving beyond engagement, so they like start doing that. But when they say, you know what, I want to figure out what I have to say, let's talk about like, what are the things out there that, that you spend a lot of time, like posts, articles, videos, like there's so many formats, like what are some like good ways to think about how to use them like to, when you're getting started? I think test them out. I like thinking of things as an experiment. So the way you would get started is to test, test all the different formats. I made a list and I, I give this to my clients. I could probably put it out online because it's not some crazy list or anything, but it literally just lists out every single thing you can do on LinkedIn right now. There's live video. Now you have to get access, but there's You know, like you said, articles, there's a document feature where you can put a slide share up, you know, that type of slide presentation. So I have uploaded my full slide deck from a presentation and I've done, because to me, it's about testing. If you'd never do it, how are you going to know? So test out the different pieces of content. And what I like to go through, I give all of my clients, like, here's the full list. Here's what I would recommend you process your way through because some have a less stressful barrier of entry. So it's not only important to comment, but also comments can turn into just written posts. So no pictures, no nothing. It just can become your writing. And then the next level is to level up that with a picture attached. And the next level is attach that written post to your video. And I tell people all the time, the video is not about getting every thought and every piece of thing you could possibly say, because we cannot consume in one video or many times we cannot consume in one video, especially when we're building trust on the platform, one thought, one moment, it can be sometimes 30 seconds because we don't need to explain everything. It's just about getting out that one thing. Yeah. And how do you think about that? So a lot of people are like, oh, you know, create a content calendar. Like if you're trying to aim for, okay, I want to be consistent. I don't want to just do this and stop. How do you come up with your ideas for figuring out what you're going to post every day? I'm getting sure some of it's organic, some of it's planned, but like, what's your process? So my process is probably a little too organic or something, but I have a backlog, such a deep backlog of content that I know that I want to post. And I just had (laughs) my original content calendar was just writing myself a note in Gmail and sending myself an email of a post. I was, I was, it's just like, that's just the way it was the easiest thing that I knew how to do. And then I also started using an app that I could leave myself a voice message because I had an idea for a video and I would want to talk it out. I didn't necessarily want to film it right that second, but I wanted to talk it out and record it because I just, I get a lot of my ideas while I'm driving. And obviously you don't want to be uh, texting and writing while you're driving. So the easiest thing is an app like Telegram that we were just saying, I leave myself saved messages and I can just push and like, you don't have to hold the button. You just swipe it up and then you're off to the races and you can just talk all day long. (laughs) Well, I like that because the idea that if you had to sit down, like, okay, it's two o'clock, I have to sit down and I have to write Mm -hmm. something. That is, I think, hard. If you want to make it hard on yourself, that's the way to do it. Like it's intimidating. But throughout the day, you're going to have ideas. And I think most of us just don't capture them. We don't actually say, you know what? I want to make sure I remember this for when I do sit down at two o'clock. I'm going to put this somewhere. So I like that you have a a system for not like coming up with ideas necessarily, but capturing the ideas that do come up to you naturally. Because for me, the same thing, like if I'm at 
if I'm like at the gym where I'm like, my mind's kind of distracted, I suddenly get random ideas that I want to make into content. So it's a very similar thing. And I have to pull out my phone and type something in, you know, that it will make me remember it that I can look at later. And I, I think that's what people are missing is, do you have a way to think about on the fly, like how to capture that idea you're having? Another great way to capture it is Instagram stories. Because I think, again, we're overthinking our content on LinkedIn to a point. And again, it depends. If you are the CEO of a company, maybe you want a certain brand image and message to come across. So that might not work for you. And I totally respect all these different professionals who are out there. And I actually made a comment on somebody's post that I'm going to turn into my own post talking about that. Because I cannot know your business, your business culture, your business values, your business. I mean, we're just having a conversation back and forth. But if you are running your own business and you get to call the shots and you already love to use Instagram stories and you already show up there, then that is the perfect place to start capturing your content and just turning it into LinkedIn content. I have a great client. Her name is Chelsea Pites. She just takes... because. She's on Instagram stories every single day, every day. She's so inspiring. And I don't want to slow down her content creation and make her now create a very LinkedIn specific one. I'm all about repurposing. So all I did was coach her on how to repurpose from Instagram stories, the same content so she can upload it to LinkedIn. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I like the idea that you ha- you have somewhere that the creation is happening and then... Mm-hmm. What you do with it after that is up to you. Like, that's why I do a podcast because honestly, these conversations is where I get most of my ideas from. And tons of ideas here. <laughs> yeah, this is just a natural conversation. And then later, I can either take snippets or I can repurpose and talk about something, you know, like my deeper thoughts on a comment that comes up in the conversation. It's a starting point for me. And uh, there's something about the interaction with another human too that, other than your random thoughts, having someone else to bounce ideas off of is a natural way to create that content all day. And that's why you go out and comment. Yeah, <laughs> I there keep you going go. back to that, but I keep telling people that was how I got started. I'm now coaching from that place and it works and it works for the inbound opportunities because people think, oh, I'm going to create content and they're going to come. And the very most important thing that I did was instead of doing it that way, I was already in conversation. So it was the natural extension to all the conversations that are happening on the platform. And there's tons of conversations happening on the platform. Yeah, let's talk about that. Using the conversations on LinkedIn, well, using is a bad word, but basically thinking about like when we create content or talk about it, other than just creating for creation's sake, because we have you know emotions inside of us, we have to get out or whatever it is, and we're finding our voice. Beyond that, like, what is, if we had to create with purpose and to create to help us with our business you know, or profession, but like, let's talk about business because you do have some background in like helping people with that. Mm-hmm. What is the difference when you're creating with some of that intention in mind? I think the difference is you can start to categorize your content into cold, warm, hot. <laughs> so your cold is just to build a trust building type of post. So you could share your self-care techniques, your morning routine. People talk about why are those posts important? Your company, your culture, your values, your maybe you value integrity at your company and you share one example or one story, or you just have a little bit of fun and you show your employees cheering their coffee cups in the morning and you have some type of ritual. We all want to belong. 
And I think you've got that first bucket of making a community feel like they belong to what you're posting about and you're opening up and showing a little behind the scenes, celebrating an employee. Those are kind of the cold bucket because anyone who comes to those could be a cold lead. You're just warming them up to who are you and how can they trust you? Are you for real? And then you've got your warm where you're going to be starting to give some more value, but maybe your call to action is going to be engagement. It's going to be driving some conversations, some kind of lighter, hey, I'm not selling you too hard, but let's get on a discovery call or let's see, maybe send a direct message because they did make a really good comment and you start getting into more conversation with them. So you're getting a little more who are you? What do you do? Well, this is what I do. Like a little bit more of that in the warm bucket as a response to what you post, because it's definitely going to be a little bit more about what you're doing and who you serve and what your business is. And then the hot bucket where you will make a strong pitch. Like there will be, Hey, I have uh, five available client spots for the rest of the year. And if you want one of them and, or sharing a testimonial, sharing a client testimonial on a video, sharing a win, sharing how your program works, showing the nuts and bolts. And that's more of the pitch, like really leaning into uh, give yourself a pat on the back as a company or a win or that type of thing. So that's your kind of hot bucket. <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, thinking about you're going to be at different points in a relationship with someone and mm-hmm. kind of customizing your, your communication to, to speak to them where they are in their process makes a lot of sense. I love that. I don't think I've heard someone explain it like that in the context of LinkedIn content. So I love that. And I, I just can't help it. You've had so many like little nuggets that people I'm sure are like scribbling and rewinding and doing whatever yes. they can <laughs> that I want to be, let's talk about your program and how you help people because I, I, I'm sure people are like, well, can I just work with her? Cause you know, like taking notes is, is lame. I'd like to just work with, with yes, Judy you right can just now. Work with me. <laughs> so I know you have a, a business accelerator program Mm-hmm. Going, can you tell us a little bit how that works and where they can find it? Yeah, so it's 90 days, and we go through not only how to like do that bucket concept, the cold, warm, hot, and what that content looks like, but also how to show up. A lot of people talk about how to be a thought leader, but I actually go through really truly how to show up as either a coach if you're a coach or show up as a creator, if you're creative in that world, or how to show up as like the business leader. And those are different voices. And I lean into like the words and how you craft everything. But I come from a sustainable background. So I'm about creating a sustainable platform. And what is consistent beyond just posting consistently, like days of the week, it is way more than that. (laughs) Can you be recognizable? Can we know to trust your content when we come to it. And so the way that we go and start is I always start with a phone call because we're going to be working together. I want to make sure we can communicate. (laughs) So I want to get on the phone with every single person that comes through and I have a easy to find application. It literally says pounce on a call, apply to pounce on a call. I use the Fox pouncing. And we talk. So I have my calendar open for the month of December into January. And we're going to start the next round because I know this could be evergreen, but I'm planning to run this about three times in 2020. So I ran it three times in 2019 and it's been really successful. So 
Right. That's amazing. And if you guys want to get that LinkedIn Business Accelerator program that is launching in January, mm-hmm. go to judyfox.com, right? Judy with an I, J-U-D-I. J-U-D-I. And I do want to share a couple of client wins. I We are in week three and we've already had several. We have about nine people going through it this round. And we've had people saying, oh my gosh, I already have exactly the inbound literal words they want to be saying, how can we work together? This is what this person says they do because we've optimized their profile to sell them. And that's their inbound needs now. And it is just amazing. And it's only from commenting. That's the power, not from all the posts, not from everything. You're only going out and commenting. You're doing these high quality comments that I coach and your voice and your tone and your words and it's selling. That's amazing. Well, I hope everyone checks that out. I, I'm sure they will if they've, if they've been listening at all, <laughs> even a little bit. And I even have one client in 90 days, he hit 1 million views. That's so crazy. You can get like, I do go into, I, of course, I love the views and I love the content. It's fun. Yeah. But you show them actually how to drive business with some of that too. And LinkedIn yeah. is still a place where you can drive actual organic traffic towards like posts that are, that you've put out there. Mm-hmm. I do want to get into, as we're kind of wrapping towards the end of this, after people have logged down, like write down judyfox.com, <laughs> Judy with an I, check out the cha- the accelerator program. I want to wrap this up today with a little bit about two things. I'd say the power of words. I want to talk about like the words we choose, both in posting and in, in profiles, and then profile specifically. What are just some of the kind of things that people should like open up their LinkedIn, take a look at, just make sure that they're doing to get those little extra help they need. Cause I know that a lot of people here haven't checked their profile out in 60 days, 90 days a year. So like, let's start with some of that. I think because we have so much information coming at us, we're deluged with information and the words matter because the words can give you that very clear. So from my perspective, the words I use can make people either lose trust or gain trust, depending on what I say because they feel taken care of. They feel honored by me just being direct and clear. And that clarity translates to better business. So if I can make a post that is very clear in what I'm trying to say, the wording is not complicated. I'm not trying to, I'm just not confusing and losing anyone. (laughs) That's basically the simpleness of it. There's something called the Hemingway. I think it's Hemingway.com. And you can go test out the readability of your sentences. And that's really powerful. And I give that to all of my clients to go check out because the tighter you make your sentences and the less passive, like, can you do something? Or what is your opinion? You know, like make your sentences just strong and clear and concise. That's the power of words. Right. And, and there's a human side of this too, right? I'm sure we haven't even touched on DMs, which I won't get too much into, but like <laughs> the idea that you get these messages from people that are obviously generic and like overly like templated and just don't work because they're not actually talking to you like a human would. Mm-hmm. Well, and we always sit there and wonder, are they making any business? And I know numbers can matter for some businesses, but A lot of those people who have turned me off and turned many people off because they've been spammed by them, I don't think, depending on how bad the spamming was, I think they can come back from it. I don't like to think they're gone forever. But I just feel like I also question, are they being told that in their office, sitting around a conference room, all being told they have to do this? 
And that's where I think the disconnect with some companies are going to start waking up. And the other thing I realized is there's definitely, and we could get into a whole nother conversation, but there's definitely a very strong um, mentality that like mass numbers matter. And I just think it's changing to the point that we can still reach mass numbers, but do it on a more humanized and maybe have like an empathy person that comes in and studies your spam. Because sometimes I look at the spam and I'm like, there is zero empathy for understanding that I have a busy life. Like you, none of your messages are quite making any sense. Yeah. I think there's, it's funny that people talk about this idea of doing things that don't scale, right? And to me, that means that you, if you have an opportunity to talk to some people one-on-one and you send a message yourself and you come up with something thoughtful, if you do that enough times, it actually can scale because now you've got what you want to, if you want to call templates, you have better templates because they're based on real conversations and not some generic thing you came up with that you thought would work for everybody. So there's something to like this idea of being more human and doing things that don't scale to get to that, that point. Yeah, I thought it was, oh, I have to share the story, but I thought it was funny because I got into a discussion with somebody who they were trying to sell me. They sent me a, I think, 30-minute something plus video saying, if you watch this, you'll get, it was a webinar. (laughs) It was a sales webinar. (laughs) And I wasn't sold already. I have signed up for many webinars in my day, but I was not sold for that one yet. I was not convinced I needed to spend 30 minutes on something already. So there was no response I needed to make. I did not need to write them back and I didn't need to say anything. And so they kept writing messages saying, have you had a chance to check this out? Like as if, as if 30 minutes wasn't very much, but for me, 30 minutes is a lot. So your messages are acting like my time is invaluable already. And that's not the best way to start the relationship. And so I finally got a message because I never was responding. No response, no response, no response, because I just don't give it any attention. I believe what you focus on is your clients, the inbound leads and opportunities to you. And so, of course, I wasn't going to give it any attention. It didn't make any sense. But that's not being rude. No, I agree. <laughs> I actually I, I ignore them because at the end of the day, if, they, if it's worth it to them, they'll write something more human. Right. So I finally got a message saying my name with a question mark. And that's it. And I wrote back finally and I said, that's actually really rude. (laughs) Because it is. And I was like, you can come up with a better message. And we ended up going back and forth because they thought my message back was rude. And I said, but I've reached a threshold now that I will no longer take your message. Like I can't take your messages anymore. Yeah. It's worth it. I think people just, you have to think of them as people and not as numbers at the end of the day. And that'll always serve you well. And through that back and forth with that person, I I realized I am a number. I knew I was, but he really told me I was a number because I explained to him that as a single parent, as somebody who is stretched thin for time, that 30 minutes is a long. And I said, you know, I was trying to kind of go back and forth because we had a mutual connection in common that had kind of recommended. So that's why I was a little bit different and I was actually responding. But I, I find the discussion so fascinating because they basically said in the end, this works for the majority of people I contact. And so the numbers don't lie. And I was like, that's fine, but I get it. But it probably wouldn't work for anyone who stretched in on time. Maybe it will work for a different demographic. And he did say it was mostly a male demographic that's a younger male 
that it works on. And I said, well, then it won't work on me. Right. <laughs> he know said, well, then audience. I can't customize each message. And I was like, do you really have to customize just your name with a question mark? Yeah, so it's crazy. interesting. I feel like we're getting off on a tangent. No, I like it. I like that it. That goes this down is... the whole rabbit hole of spam. And what is the world? Where are we going to come to and land? And how much longer are people going to think that works? Yeah, I think it was an important story to share because I think a lot of us are either receiving that or we're thinking about how do we contact people. So I, I appreciate mm-hmm. us going down that road. I want to be respectful of your time. I know we're, yes. we're pretty much at the end here. Can you give us like the number one profile tip that we can leave some people with that they can take action today? Yes. Number one, at the very top, if you even just treat your cover image like it's a business card. I know that sounds really simplified, but at least that gives you some context. The clients that I have, like it is, I I apologize to any designer out there. They are not the most highly beautifully designed cover images that have ever been created in the whole history of the world. But here's the thing. The ones at the top that literally tell you who they serve, how to get in touch with them, what do they do, and it sells, they make the most inbound leads and opportunities the fastest. I have noticed. It's hands down. I don't, if you literally say, I'm a CPA for engineers, then every single engineering firm or engineer landing on, and you literally give your website how to reach out to you, get on my calendar, link is below. It sells you. It just, it's not pretty. Some of them are so not pretty. They're just simple words, dun, dun, dun. (laughs) But it sells. It does. And honestly, I looked at, I looked at Judy's profile. I was like, oh, I want to do that little thing that she did right here and Mm -hmm. stole the idea, which I'm sure she's going to forgive me. And I, I, we all can steal each other's ideas. Exactly. (laughs) It's, it's best practices as they would say. Actually, I, I had my coach actually said it's modeling after success. There you go. So check out her profile. You can go to judyfox.com or foxrocks, hashtag foxrocks on LinkedIn. Or yeah, just go search her name. Hashtag. You can yeah. type in the hashtag in the search bar, hashtag F-O-X-R-O-C-K-S and follow it. Yeah. Do that today. Check it out <laughs> and get some tips on what you should be doing. Model success, as Judy says. Yes. And finally, just thanks for coming on today. It's been a pleasure. I can't even, the time flew by today. So I I don't know know. what happened. I never wanted to end. There you go. (laughs) I myself, I'm going to have to rewind and listen to to all the things that happened today and take notes and make some changes. Uh, But thank you. I appreciate it. I'm sure my audience appreciates it. And you've been amazing. So appreciate you today. Yes. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. Catch you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in each week and have a great one. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to brandandbrands.com for more resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandandbrands.com.